The line stretches all the way around the block, waiting patiently. Even though it's dark, the desire to vote here is very bright. <laughs> well, that's an optimistic way to put it, isn't it? Well done. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something right. It ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Here I am. Yes, I'm stuck in the Barely from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Also in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids on WPRR, New Orleans, WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN. In Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's. AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe for you every day on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth. Five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me... From bradblog.com, thank you very much for joining us today. My eyes are bleary, frankly, uh, after a very long night on Super Tuesday, crawling through results and problem reports on Twitter and email and elsewhere after voting ended in 14 states and American Samoa, by the way, on Tuesday. Oh, so many problem reports. I think that was Mike Bloomberg's one win, by the way, was in American Samoa. Well done. American Samoans, uh, though for all of the thousands of tweets that I called through uh, yesterday, Desi Doyen, and last night and so far today, uh, my favorite one, self-serving though it may be, <laughs> yes, comes from uh, Andres Torres, who says, quote, all I know is that I'll be back listening to the Brad blogs, the Bradcast after a long hiatus, hashtag should have listened to Brad. Aww. Well, <laughs> I like that. Yes, I'm we, glad. We I'm may, glad he's back listening, and I'm sorry it sounds like he had to wait in a really long line. We we may need some uh, someone to make up some T-shirts with that hashtag, by the <laughs> way, uh, to sell you know for fundraisers for for the broadcast, or you can just stop by bradblog.com/slash/donate and get nothing in return other than truth over your public airwaves and warnings about impending disasters that only we seem to be able to see coming in advance for some reason, for some ridiculous reason. I don't understand why. Hashtag should have listened to Brad. Uh, To that end, we will get to the reported results from Super Tuesday in a bit, but as usual, everyone else covers the horse race. Almost nobody covers the track conditions on which those horses are running. 
which, as we always warn, can make all of the difference. Uh, and that's why we do what we do here in that regard. And to that end, voters stood in line for two hours or more at some California precincts on Super Tuesday. But according to AP, that was nothing compared to what some voters endured in Texas, where some ballots were finally being cast at midnight in the Lone Star State. According to CNN's Ed Lavendera, the last voter at Texas Southern University, a man by the name of Hervis Rogers, walked out of the voting booth after it took him, quote, nearly seven hours to vote. Oh, my goodness. That is obscene. Uh, so, frankly, add both Texas and California to America's uh, great and still growing electoral hall of shame today. The two biggest delegate prizes on Super Tuesday became the two biggest headaches for voters and for different reasons in each, argues AP. A new voting system in L.A. County. Oh, I hadn't heard. They have a new system in L.A. County? <laughs> I read all the papers, and I only heard something vague about a great new voting experience that was coming to L.A. Hashtag should have listened to Brad. Uh, and uh, they write a bevy of new statewide election reforms in California, all conspired to slow the process for scores of California voters. In Texas, a party-controlled primary system that includes requiring equal numbers of voting machines for uh, both major political parties. That appears to, have, to be the, the, a key reason that thousands of Democratic voters were stuck at polling places for five, six, even seven hours. As we noted uh, yesterday on the show, some of the counties uh, had encouraged the two parties in Texas to share machines since they are, after all, 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens in many of uh, Texas's major jurisdictions. So they could handle both parties' ballots on the same machines. But the Republicans, it seems, did not want to, knowing that their uh, primary with Trump, uh, who was locked in as their candidate, would likely be a sparsely attended affair, while Democrats would likely have big turnout. And they did about two to one compared to Republicans down in Texas. And yet those Democrats would be limited by only having access to half as many machines as they could. Remember the other day when I argued that voter suppression is now a central tenet of the Republican Party, a central value for Republicanisms is voter suppression? Well, there you go. Another example of that uh, down in Texas. Any way they can do it. Back to AP here. Uh, I first tried to vote at 1 p.m. Central Time and finally got done at 6.05 p.m., said Ahmed King, a uh, radiology technician in Houston. I have never experienced anything like this before, he said. He said he was able to vote only after giving up on long lines in a majority African-American area and heading to a polling place in a predominantly white and Latino neighborhood. Hmm. In 2019... Harris County adopted a city. That's Houston. Is it? Is it not, Desi Doyen? It is. As our Texas uh, expert? Yes. Born and bred? All right. Uh, Harris County adopted a system also used by many other Texas counties that lets voters cast their ballot at any polling place in the county. They're called voting centers, but critics charge that uh, there are more of them sometimes available and accessible in non-minority areas. And the implementation of these new voting centers in Los Angeles on Tuesday was just one of many problems 
for its new Voting Solutions for All People, or VSAP system, as L.A. calls it. But we'll get there in a moment. Promise. Brian Escobedo waited four hours to cast his ballot at Texas Southern University in Houston. Afterward, he told the Houston Chronicle that some voters were sharing painkillers and water Mm. to help them get through the grueling wait time. Remember, they're most likely standing for all of those hours. He told the paper, this is the worst voting experience I've ever had. If it's hard, that means you have to do it. They bank on people walking away, he said. Yeah, true, though some people simply cannot do it. Uh, Yesterday, I also reported on long lines in the Austin area. That's Travis County. Uh, where touchscreen voting machines and e-poll books reportedly failed, along with staff shortages reportedly due to fears of the coronavirus. While there were scattered reports of what AP calls, ready, voting glitches Mm. in several of the states uh, voting on Super Tuesday, they are not glitches, AP. They're failures. They prevent voters from voting at all. Anyway, uh, California and Texas, uh, the nation's most populous states, had the most noticeable problems. California experienced problems statewide thanks to new voting reforms such as same-day registration and a surge in voters eager to cast a ballot in the hotly contested Democratic presidential primary. That left more than a dozen counties temporarily unable to access the state's voter registration database at all. Gosh, imagine how it's going to go in November. According to uh, the Sacramento Bees coverage midday on Tuesday, I referenced this on yesterday's broadcast, but I didn't have time to dive into detail. State election officials say a connectivity issue involving the California Secretary of State's voter file database forced local vote centers in 15 counties. Not even counting Los Angeles, by the way, to look up voters info and print ballots manually. That slowed the process considerably across the state for voters on Tuesday. According to a statement uh, from the uh, California Secretary of State Alex Padilla's office, this should not uh, this should not prevent any voters from casting a ballot as counties have contingency procedures in place to check in voters if a voter left. They said without casting a ballot, we encourage them to go back to the polls before 8 p.m. Well, a lot of people can't go back. And while it might not have kept them from voting, it might have kept them in line for hours on end. Sacramento County Elections and voter registration spokesperson said the system appeared to be uh, back up and running around noon in the state's capital, but that starting a couple of hours after the polls opened at 7 a.m., election workers were unable to access voter files from the state database on their new electronic poll books, the computers at the polling places. Secretary of State spokesman uh, confirmed that the office has had technical issues related to that database, but said he had no more specific details than that, making me wonder, was it an error with the system? Was it a hack? Was it a test for a hack of some sort to be implemented this November? That aspect of the story alone should be very troubling to all Americans and certainly to the state of California as these voting centers, which rely on the Internet and computerized electronic poll books to work so that voters can cast their vote at all. And this was essentially 
the last test run before November for these new systems across California. I'd say California, uh, many counties did not pass that test. And yet uh, here we go. Let's bring on the general election in November. The Fresno Bee reported uh, Fresno County's uh, election computer system apparently crashed entirely around 9.15 a.m. on Election Day. Just crashed. The Secretary of State's public-facing website was also struggling to keep up with demand on Tuesday, returning uh, timeout errors as of uh, the start of the day on Tuesday. The entire county network went down, said Valerie Cooper, an election coordinator at a voting center located uh, in downtown Fresno. In L.A. County, the state's biggest prize with some five and a half million voters, which is larger than 42 entire states, electronic poll books that are connected uh, to the voter database database were operating slowly, according to County Registrar Recorder spokesman Mike Sanchez. He said that was because of the high number of voters. Uh, even so, uh, delays were two hours or longer in some locations. Beverly Hills City Councilman Julian Gold uh, said waiting times there were two and a half to three hours in Beverly Hills. He said he was told the delays were related to voter check-in. Of course, Julian Gold was one of the uh, candidates who was running uh, on for uh, Beverly Hills City Council on Tuesday and had the unfortunate position of uh, being number five out of five candidates to uh, show up on the uh, new L.A. County touchscreen voting systems, which only show four candidates at a time. Uh, and you have to know to hit the more button in order to see additional candidates. If you accidentally hit the next button, you'll go to the next race instead and you would have never seen uh dr gold and there's no way to know how many voters didn't see the more yep. versus the next button and didn't know that they had more candidates so who knows well before they even got to that though uh gold said uh, there's frustration and people are walking away he says i don't know if they'll come back so yeah ap those are not glitches those are failures election officials had one job one job every, what, two years or so, and they failed at it miserably and perhaps nowhere more so in California than here in L.A. County, as we had been warning about since forever, as they moved to this new system of voting centers and to Internet-reliant electronic poll books and to 100% unverifiable touchscreen computer ballot marking devices or BMDs in the most critical election of our lifetimes. At a vote center using that system in Silver Lake near downtown L.A., poll workers said com uh, computer network issues slowed the voter check-in, made some machines unusable. About one-third of the approximately 40 machines were being used, and some had out-of-order signs taped to them. The resulting line meant it took about an hour for voters to cast their ballot there. Christopher Krebs, the director of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, described problems with poll books around the country as, quote, intermittent IT issues, but said that the intelligence agency had detected no malicious influence on Tuesday's election. So if true, that means, uh, well, it was just all self-inflicted wounds, I guess, by domestic actors like the elections officials who implemented these stupid systems. 
despite the obvious perils of doing so. Well, at least obvious to me, uh, but uh, and I suspect by now our listeners on this program, but then again, I'm not a cybersecurity expert or an election official, so what do I know? Of course, we have been warning about these very problems on this system in L.A. specifically for months and years, but as usual... The corporate media tend to wait to report on any of it, if they do at all, once it's you know too late to actually change the system. Or even worse, as in many cases here, after the damage is done, as was the case in Texas and in California. And I also received reports of similar problems in other states like North Carolina, which also used new 100% unverifiable touchscreens on Tuesday in their largest and most diverse jurisdictions just like California and Texas, though I've yet been able to dig into what went wrong there in North Carolina. Similarly, and largely still unreported out of South Carolina's Saturday primary, uh, the contest which appears at least to have made all the difference for the previously left for dead Joe Biden. Um, there were also reports of failures on nearly 10 percent of the new touchscreen BMDs that South Carolina forced voters to use across the state on Saturday. Uh, which is a good moment for me to remind you that problems on Election Day that may have affected the results nefariously or otherwise, uh, you know, just due to simple programming error, for example, uh, they often do not come to light until several days, uh, weeks, months, sometime after Election Day. So take the problem uh, reports for now as just the tip of a potential iceberg uh, as we try to sort through a lot of uh, a lot of still incoming information. For example, Bloomberg News reports uh, this was uh, late afternoon on Tuesday that L.A. County's new $300 million voting system contributed to delays in the most populous area of the state. About 20 percent of the county's new voting machines were down as of noon Pacific time, according to Michael Sanchez, spokesman for L.A. County uh, for the L.A. County Registrar Recorder county clerk the county itself reported that 20 percent of the county's machines were down at noon right. on election day and apparently uh he was talking and, and you know so that's coming from the county itself that could be a conservative estimate and he was talking specifically about the bmd systems bloomberg news says the system faced intense scrutiny in recent weeks from election integrity advocates really bloomberg like whom uh, but that that number, that 20 percent number was questioned by another reporter on Twitter uh, and whether the Bloomberg reporter got confused. Was it uh, that with that 20 percent number? Was he talking about the electronic touchscreen BMDs or were they talking about the electronic check in system? Well, uh, Kartike Marotra, the reporter at Bloomberg Business, uh, responded with a tweet saying no confusion. 20 percent of the BMDs were not functional. He says that is indeed quite a lot. E-poll books also had issues but weren't included in that estimate of 20 percent, noting that CNN matched Bloomberg's reporting as well. So there was plenty that could go wrong. And as it turns out, plenty that did go wrong. I will be joined shortly by two Los Angeles County poll workers to find out what went wrong and or right in their two different uh, precincts, vo voting centers, as they must now be called. Uh, after both who had also worked, you know, at polling places in years past, after they both put in about three or four days in total between Election Day and early voting here in L.A., 
as we begin to figure out what exactly went wrong with L.A. County Registrar, Recorder, County Clerk Dean Logan's $300 million boondoggle of a new system that at least you, if damn near nobody else, actually knew was coming because you listened to this program. Logan, by the way, who has long stopped answering my questions or appearing on this show and who falsely called me a liar on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, He's been very quiet for some reason over the past 12 hours. Uh, But L.A. Times Sacramento Bureau Chief John Myers was finally able to get a very late night statement from him on Tuesday night. Logan said this was a challenging day for a lot of voters in L.A. County. And I certainly apologize for that. Uh, He says it was a heavy lift. Regarding the switch to the new system, I had hoped for a smoother transition. Logan said the lack of check-in options on the e-poll books at the vote centers was a key flaw and also noted that voting centers in downtown L.A. where lines snaked around the block were, quote, too small and didn't have enough people to support them. You don't say. That statement made around 10 p.m. last night when folks were still waiting in line to vote in L.A. County and returns had not even begun to come out of Los Angeles. Speaking of returns, let's take a quick break and we will uh, return to discuss actual results, at least as we know them at this hour from Super Tuesday, before diving back into what went so terribly wrong with our two L.A. County poll workers who will join us shortly. I'm Brad Friedman and you are listening to the Bradcast You're welcome. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free broadcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help us out today. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. It was the biggest night of Joe Biden's half century in politics, according to Sahil Kapoor over at NBC. Bernie Sanders fell short but notched some valuable victories to make it a two-person race. Elizabeth Warren lost her own home state of Massachusetts. And Mike Bloomberg went bust on a half a billion dollar bet. Saturday's South Carolina victory for Biden uh, for uh, and the consolidation of moderate rivals, including last minute dropouts and endorsements from Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, not to mention from Beto O'Rourke in Texas. And even the fear of the coronavirus, he says, propelled the former vice president to victories in a majority of the 14 states that voted on Super Tuesday. From New England to the South to the Midwest, Biden reportedly, at least, according to the completely unverified results reported as of today, won Virginia, North Carolina, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Alabama, Arkansas, Minnesota and Texas on Tuesday. 
Sanders won Colorado, Utah, and Vermont, and it looks like uh, he will have won California as well. But right now, it's uh, too early to know for sure. Maine itself was also too close to call as of Wednesday morning, though a number of outlets have since called it a very narrow victory for Joe Biden, which neighbors Bernie Sanders, Vermont. The Vermont senator currently leads the former vice president here in California by about eight and a half points as we go to air with 87 percent of uh, precincts reporting. He has 33.6 percent to Biden's 25 percent in California, followed by Bloomberg at just over 14 percent and Warren at 12 percent. If those numbers stay the same for Bloomberg and Warren, they will get no state delegates out of this. And uh, as these uh, numbers firm up and there is time to try and oversee their accuracy and or hear about other problems that may have occurred in either the casting or counting of the votes, uh, we'll let we'll let you know if there are any concerns that arise. Uh, And of course, reminder, these are all unofficial numbers, not verified for accuracy by any human beings at this point, just counted by computers. So we'll let you know as uh, we have time to look at these numbers and see if there are further concerns. In the meantime, New York Times uh, says reports that uh, the delegate race now has Joe Biden up above Bernie Sanders with 433 to 388 national delegates. AP has slightly different numbers because they've gone ahead and uh, uh, accounted for numbers out of California, giving Joe Biden 566 delegates to uh, Bernie Sanders 501. Elizabeth Warren, under that count, has six, just 61 and Bloomberg won 53 somehow in American Samoa and elsewhere. And with that, by Wednesday morning, the billionaire former Republican mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg, who decided to spend half a billion dollars of his own money on his Democratic presidential run without winning any state at all, having no state to show for it. Well, he dropped out. He spent, uh, in case you're wondering, about 10 million dollars per delegate that he won. Wow. He dropped out of the race and also endorsed Joe Biden. TPM's Nicole LaFon notes Bloomberg's dropout was expected after Biden's comeback on Tuesday evening. The former vice president won 10 states, but will likely end up neck and neck with Bernie Sanders in terms of delegates once California is fully accounted for. And now all eyes are on Senator Elizabeth Warren, Sanders' closest progressive ally, Last night, Warren, uh, her campaign told reporters that she had no plans to drop out. But according to several reports today, the Massachusetts senator is reassessing after coming in third in her own home state last night, uh, pushing the last female candidate with more than one delegate to drop out of the race appears to be something that diehard Sanders supporters and Donald Trump have in common right now. Both believe Warren's presence is only splitting Sanders' votes. We will pick up that ball on an upcoming show, I suspect. But now it's back to the trenches in Los Angeles with two poll workers who were there, who saw the mess, and frankly, helped to make things much better than they might have otherwise been, even as bad as it was for many voters. That's straight ahead on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial.
The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. Please drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. It was an hour-long wait to get into this room. People can expect to wait for hours even after the polls close. We counted at least 200 students here waiting patiently. Literally, even when you got inside the building, you still had to wait another two and a half hours. Indeed. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. The waiting was the hardest part for, uh, well, an untold number of Americans in uh, several states, most notably in Texas and right here in California on Super Tuesday. Citizen election integrity advocate Lauren Steiner of the robust opposition tweeted around 4 p.m. on Super Tuesday in Los Angeles County. Every single voter at UCLA has been given a provisional ballot. Check-in machines are telling them to do that even if they're properly registered. Tech guy here can't figure out the problem. Dax Miller tweeted in response that in surrounding neighborhoods that got to take the UCLA overflow when they had lines of anywhere from two to three hours, that overflow swamped the smaller neighborhoods, adding two to three hour waits there. He says felt for volunteers there all three of them. It wasn't just on Election Day either that these problems occurred. During early voting, voting centers were down entirely in some cases across L.A. County. Others had reports of problems with the county's new unverifiable $300 million touchscreen computer ballot marking devices, or BMDs, that were failing. And with the electronic computer poll book check-in systems that were supposed to make it possible for L.A. voters to cast a vote at any one of about 1,000 new voting centers, which took the place uh, this year for the very first time of L.A.'s old community precinct system of 5,000 polling places or so. Some of the e-poll books were down at UCLA on Monday, leading to two or three hour wait times. One student, according to a report on Twitter, said a machine kept spitting back the ballot, refusing to accept it. That's the paper ballot that uh, these computers print out and then you have to put them back in. Mui Mexi on Twitter on Monday night said the overnight polling place in East Los Angeles had 10 voting machines, none are working. 20 people walked out because they were told they had to vote with provisional ballots. Scott Hill said, I voted in Santa Monica for the California primary and almost every single voter like myself had to vote with a provisional ballot because the automated system could not sync up voter signatures with whatever the California Secretary of State has on file. He filed a complaint and noted now is not the time to beta test our elections. Bernie Sanders, you may have heard of him, he filed an emergency federal lawsuit to try and keep the polling places open in Los Angeles until 1 a.m., given all of the reported problems. His complaint, frankly, looked, well, not unlike my show notes today, uh, including one problem uh, report after another. At Logan Elementary School in Echo Park, the wait was an hour long at noon, due to seven of 14 check-in stations not working and two of five check-in stations 
uh, also not working at uh, Evergreen Recreational Center. The wait was reported as an hour and a half at 2 p.m. Three of the five voting machines were down. The stories go on and on and on, and it wasn't just outages, according to some reports. Once again, Lauren Steiner notes that uh, there were problems at uh, Pacific Palisades Voting Center. Uh, She was there, apparently, with a member of the state assembly who said, after voting for my choice, the machine blinked and changed it to the first person on the list three separate times. One of the judge picks did the same machine blink, changing my choice to the first person listed. That happened twice. Someone else. I just voted at an L.A. voting center because it's a new system and instructions were unclear. A poll worker told me that people have been leaving with their ballots instead of putting them back into the machine. Poll workers are now reminding everyone they need to feed the ballots back into the machine in order for it to be cast. Todd Ratz said, uh, great job with the new voting machines. Used to be a five minute wait. Now it's two plus hours. But who has to be anywhere on a Tuesday workday? The results of all of these problems with L.A. County's new touchscreen systems and its first time countywide deployment in the most critical election of our lifetime in the nation's largest voting jurisdiction was foreseen on this program, if not many other places in the corporate media, who seems surprised when things melted down on Tuesday night. Lines are even longer now. The polls close here in 10 minutes. This line right here is just the line to get a ballot. After that, they're going to go into this line. It was an hour-long wait to get into this room. There are only five voting uh, stations in there. Three of them are working. One has been out of commission for four days. The other one had a paper jam today. So there is a lot of frustration that is building in this room. These people can expect to wait for hours even after the polls close. And this is not unique to East L.A. I've been getting text messages, emails, tweets from friends saying the lines are everywhere in this state are long. We're here at UC Irvine where the line stretches all the way around the block. We've counted at least 200 students here waiting patiently. Even though it's dark, the desire to vote here is very bright. I've spoken to several voters coming out. They've waited for two hours, over two hours. And what's really interesting here is that there's a, have also been some power issues with the scanning of the ballots here at UC Irvine. The whole time we were out here, they were saying that uh, they had some more machines coming in because it, it was only 20 at first and 10 for Republicans, 10 for Democrats. But as we got closer and closer, like people were coming out saying that uh, the machines weren't working and there's only two people signing people up to go in there to use the post. So total staffers checking IDs to get yes, people. In Literally, even when you got inside the building, you still had to wait another two and a half hours. That last voter was uh, a voter from Texas. The uh, reporter in the middle there was reporting from Orange County, California. And that first one was in L.A. County, California, right here where we are. Uh, That carnage at the polls, particularly in L.A., those unspeakable failures of the new systems here undoubtedly led uh, to many voters choosing not to vote at all. That could, of course, happen this November as well, unless something is done, like perhaps returning to a system of hand-marked paper ballots, which are verifiable, along with, yes, even the old precinct system, where a paper poll book could be kept of all voters at each precinct so the system wouldn't become reliant on the Internet and avoiding power outages and 
failing vulnerable computer systems to check people in. And it must be said that what happened on Tuesday could have been far worse without the tireless efforts of so many volunteer poll workers who work ungodly long hours on Election Day and during early voting for a paltry few dollars in recompense. While many voters sort of rudely dismiss such workers and criticize them for not being well enough trained, the blame for that when it happens should, in my opinion, fall on the county uh, who hired them, not on the workers themselves. Now, there has been quite a bit of debate since Tuesday's voting center meltdown here in Los Angeles among journalists on Twitter and elsewhere as far as who was to blame. Was it the e-poll books? Was it the BMD systems? Was it were there not enough new voting centers? Were there a shortage of poll workers or was it just an issue with higher than expected turnout? Joining us now to shed at least some light on that debate and all of these issues are two of those heroic poll workers who, frankly, kept things from melting down even worse on Election Day, as far as I can tell. Larry Dilge worked this year at a voting center in Los Angeles's Lake Balboa Van Nuys area. Uh, Larry, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hi, Brad. Good to have you here. And a longtime poll worker who uh, prefers to be known as only Doug here joins us as well after working similarly ridiculously long hours over the past several days at an L.A. County vote center in Glendale. Uh, Welcome to the broadcast, Doug. Thank you, Brad. All right. So, Larry, let me start with you. Uh, This is not your first time working at the polls uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, That's correct, right? You've, You've done this before? I've done it for about the past six or seven years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to ask. Well, I want to ask how things went compared to previous years. Uh, now that we have this new system, but first, let's start with how things went on Tuesday. Did uh, Did your voting center have similar problems with e poll books and the uh, touchscreen ballot marking devices or BMDs, as reported in so many other uh, other places? Uh, we had similar problems, but uh, uh, I think uh, we faced into the problems pretty well. I mean. Uh, you know, we had a uh, we had 25 machines uh, mm-hmm. in our room, and so uh, the machines would sometimes stop working or get you know get quirky uh, or paper jams, things like that. So we would take them off uh, offline or you know just not make them available to the voters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know one of the people uh, would uh, would work on it you know uh, to unjam the paper, to uh, to open the ballot box, but briefly in order to do that and then close it and. And and uh, seal it again uh, according to the chain of custody rules, which mm-hmm. take time. But uh, you know, seeing him do that is sort of a reminder that we're concerned with uh, with the integrity of that ballot box and uh, with uh, the the privacy of the of the mm-hmm. uh, you know the ballot itself. Mm-hmm. So I thought it uh, I thought it went pretty well actually, considering I think the big the big thing I experienced was there were many more voters than we've ever seen in our in our center before, but. Maybe that's enough to say right now. And well, you the, in your in your center before uh, previously there were five thousand uh, precincts. Now we only had uh, under a uh, thousand voting centers. So there were presumably right. a lot more uh, people voting, not be- necessarily because of turnout, but because uh, their community precinct was no longer there. Right? Entirely. Yeah. I mean, and, and people can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be people in our neighborhood. Although most of the people did seem to be from our neighborhood that mm-hmm. came to that center, uh, a, an elementary school, you know, inside a 
you know, in a, a residential area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different, yeah. How, how uh, there has been some debate, the uh, county, L.A. County, estimated that about 20% of the BMDs failed uh, during the election. Uh, you said you had 25 machines at, at your voting center How ma- and, and discussed a, a few failures throughout the day. Uh, how many, uh, what, what yeah, percentage did you Yeah, I would say we had, I, I think we had one or two machines that just, just were down for the count. Um, after, uh, other than that, ones would, I mean, it was almost like they got, you know, overloaded for a while and they needed a rest because, uh, <laughs> we'd give them a rest and then we'd, uh, you know, we'd sort of reboot them and, uh, and they were back up and running and people were using them again. So I would say, you know, that the number would be closer to 10% than 20% in, in our mm-hmm. briefing. Doug, uh, so what, what broke down at your voting center in Glendale and, uh, how did your voting center on Tuesday, uh, and in early voting, uh, days, uh, prior, how, how did it go there for you? Does it sound anything like, uh, Larry's experience? Well, I think it was more typical. Uh, I had eight, uh, BMDs and two of them broke ultimately with paper jams. We had to take them out of action. Mm-hmm. And then uh, smart medic people came and fixed those two because we had two spare units in our facility. Now, then, let me let me ask you about that because you had actually uh, mentioned that in one of your emails to me. Uh, the Smartmatic people. Now, Smartmatic—that's the well, the Venezuelan-based company who manufactured these machines at the uh, request by the design of LA County itself. I didn't know that, other than you know, building the machines, that they were actually going to be in here and touching and working on the machines. Are you sure those were Smartmatic people, not LA County uh, election officials? Yeah, I'm pretty sure what he was because that's who he said he was. He says he was Smartmatic, you know. Mm, okay, and so he, so they actually came in to look at the uh, the, the uh, BMD systems uh, during the election day. Well, we had two uh, broken machines, and because we had two complete spare units mm-hmm. at our place, he just took the console out of the spares and put that in there, and mm. we just replaced the whole console basically. You know, I see. And did the uh, poll books, the uh, so-called poll pads, the electronic poll books, how, how did those operate throughout the day? Well, they seem to get worse and worse over time. Basically, the problem with them is they have to resync periodically with headquarters in Norwalk to update themselves so that they know who's voted and who hasn't voted, you know. And they were updating, according to my worker, they said she was updating, the machine was updating about every 15 minutes. So every 15 minutes it was down for two or three minutes. Hmm. And whenever these things are, are sinking, that's when they produce the provisional ballot signal. In other words, they can't determine that the voter has uh, voted or not, mm-hmm. so they make that a provisional ballot. So we had a lot of provisional ballots because people didn't want to wait around for the for the machine to come back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, online, basically. So basically that, that machine, that poll book, uh, when you check in, it checks with the central database you said in norwalk that's the la county headquarters uh but theoretically it checks in with the uh, state uh, system does it not to to make sure this voter has not already voted before giving them the the permission and printing out a a qr code for them to take and and use at a bmd isn't is that what happens essentially when it's doing its sync up it's checking to make sure they haven't voted and so forth yeah my understanding is that it updates every 15 minutes from the system in at headquarters in Norwalk, mm-hmm. which about who's voted. Okay. So the problem was this updating was taking uh, quite a bit of long time, and it seemed to get worse and worse as more people voted. I, I think I suspect that's the reason it was taking longer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we we only had two poll books at my location, uh-huh. and uh, sometimes they were both updating at the same time, which meant that 
anybody you tried to process during that period had to vote with a provisional ballot, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, Larry, a lot of the reporting has said that the electronic poll books were really the bottleneck that were leading to a lot of these wait times we've seen around the uh, around the county. There were plenty of voting machines available, but it was all the e-poll books. Uh, What was your experience with that? Did you have similar problem? I think that's 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 where we saw the bottleneck at our at our place was was getting through the poll book uh, part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we always had or almost always had machines open for people when they came out of the public and we had a uh, we had five people registering we had i think uh, seven poll books and we were using five most of the time and sometimes sometimes all seven mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't a particularly long wait i don't think for the poll books i mean compared to the old poll book thing we had i think it was faster uh, you know uh, really? in term i mean well back in the old days like i mean there were small smaller places we didn't have that many clerks so it's kind of hard to make a an accurate comparison but mm-hmm. somebody would come in and there'd be you know there'd be that big poll book with all those pages and they'd give their name and you'd have to go through every page and down the list of you know of where you live to find the name and then sign it mm-hmm. and that was all being done by one clerk mm-hmm. so we would have we would have lines going you know all the way down the gymnasium and outside back in that time ne- nowhere near what we had yesterday but uh you know, had we had as many people encountering the same thing, it would have been even worse. So uh, we can we can clearly get better on the e-poll books, but I, I didn't see them as a, as a major impediment. After they got through that, there were pretty much enough machines for everybody to vote as soon as they finished with were, the poll worker. Did or, you have with the e-book? Did did you have any problems uh, that had been reporting with you know syncing up with uh, syncing up with the county or even uh, some had reported having problems with you know getting a, a Wi-Fi signal or the AT and T I guess they were using the AT and T cell phone signal any technical uh, problems in that regard at your precinct, Larry? Yes, I mean uh, our you know our 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 lead our our boss for the uh, for the session mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of time a lot of hard time getting to, in touch with the uh, the registrar's office she was on hold you know almost the entire time we worked but the delays you know the the 15 minute sync it's it's what uh you know it's it's what he he taught he said it was pretty much the same for us but we had a we had quite a few poll workers i mean uh, ebook people so uh mm-hmm. it it didn't create a you know a major problem i don't think now doug i have received reports from no. uh some voters that uh votes were either flipping on their touchscreens or that they'd find that uh, the wrong candidate was selected at the end of the process of course there's no way to know if that was uh, user error or uh, BMD uh, touchscreen error, but uh, but d- did you come across uh, that as an issue at at your uh, polling place? No, we didn't have any cases like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, we, we had we had yeah. a typical case where the no. person would the ballot would spit out and they they'd walk away with it, expecting to put it in a ballot box somewhere else. We had to train the voters to go back and put it back into the machine who goes into the ballot box that was attached to the machine, you know. And, and yeah, there were quite a few yep. reports of that. We played something uh, yesterday on the air. A gentleman uh, and his wife both thought that was their receipt when it uh, printed out, which instead <laughs> right. they were supposed to review it and put it back into the system. Did uh, Was that a problem at, at, uh, at your voting center, Larry? Uh yeah, it was it was a reality at our at our center. Uh, that that was a weak link in the communication because it's so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were used to taking their ballot and taking it to a you know to a poll worker, and that poll worker would be. We had one person you know 
dedicated to that job of mm-hmm. putting it into a machine. I mean, it was a pretty easy job to do, but that was that was the drill for you know for many many years. Now at this one, they actually could read their ballot, which is totally new because they could look at the ballot and they're the names of the candidates that they voted for, mm-hmm. and that's right in front of them. And generally. They took it, you know, out of the machine to, or I mean, it was, it's a, it was lightly touching the edge of the machine. They would take it out and read it and hold it in their hands, and some would, yeah, walk away with it. My job, I was, I was uh, <laughs> on the floor with the voters, and I would, when I saw, when I saw the ballots starting to come out, I would go and accompany as many voters as I could and just say, here's what's going to happen. You're going to read it, and then you're going to put it back in. I would explain what it means to cast a ballot, and I would point to the box that was attached and said, this is the ballot box. But, uh, you know, we could have done better in advance of, uh, of communicating with people about that. But then we need to do much better in advance of saying you have 11 days to vote. Don't wait to the last minute. I mean, I would hope in November we have videos of people waiting in line and saying you could work against this by voting on Sunday or voting on Saturday or, you know. Although, to be fair, a lot of voters I know in the Democratic primary wanted to wait until South Carolina, which was just three days before Super Tuesday, in case sure. uh, candidates dropped out. And they did. A lot of them did drop out. Sure. So I don't want to blame yeah, the yeah, voters yeah. in that regard. Uh, no, I don't, I don't blame the voters yeah. exactly. But I don't know. I mean, but uh, yeah, right. OK, uh, Doug, I mean, you, had, you, had a, <laughs> you had a thought on that as well? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the voters expected, weren't aware that they could vote days before Tuesday. You mm-hmm. know, they they thought every the elections on Tuesday, I'm coming on Tuesday, and they would come typically late. We had longest lines were late in the day. You know, yeah, and they weren't they weren't expecting it at my poll at my uh, location. They said, well, we never have lines here but in the past. You know, how come there's a big line now? <laughs> Right. And uh, you you have both worked, uh, as I said, in, in previous years as poll workers. Uh, Doug, let me start with you. Would would you like to do, do you like this new system? Would you like to see it uh, scrapped at this point, given the problems it caused? Or would you like to see it in, improved upon for future use? Well, I'm concerned about the tally of the votes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not going to be tallied by precincts anymore. They're going to be tallied by batches of 1,000 ballots. I would like to see the uh, those batch tally reports available to the public before they do the random selection for the 1% manual count. Mm-hmm. This is the only way you have to determine if the count is being done accurately. You know? and that's this is a, all we have. And that's an election integrity issue that a lot of uh, folks like me have pointed out. You used to be able to oversee you know, each precinct and get a better sense of what the votes were, what the tallies were at each polling place. Now there's no telling how people are voting in all of the various precincts it's it's very hard to oversee but that's a problem with voting centers overall and i don't know that that can be solved if you stick with the voting center model uh larry uh, your thoughts would you like to see this uh overall is this a better system or would you like to see it uh scrapped well i think at the uh, at the ground level of voting i think it's a really good system you know, I had so many people tell me. Now, I was I was accompanying people at the end part of the process of the voting process, mm-hmm. and uh, I had so many people tell me this is the easiest, you know, the easiest and and best experience I've ever had voting. They were very very grateful to see what they had voted for printed on that piece of paper, and uh, you know, we made it we made it easy for people to change. I mean, you were talking earlier about uh, people finding that things had been switched at the end. The the mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest number of people who who at the end of the process wanted to switch their ballot were the uh, the no preference voters or the people who had 
you know, who found themselves in the American Independent Party, mm-hmm. who found that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't vote for the uh, for the Democratic presidential candidate. And this was, you know, after the ballot had been printed and they were looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would tell them, yes, you can go back and change. We will void your ballot. You'll go back into that, lo- you know, you'll mm-hmm. go back and, and speak to the people who registered you. You'll register as a crossover Democrat if you want to. If you want to re-register as a Democrat right now, you can do that as well. And then they would come back and they would vote. And, uh, you know, it really felt like the voting system was working for them. So I, I think that's all very positive. And, and, that, and was, uh, that was due in no small part to uh, about uh, just about two weeks ago, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a, a, a new law that allowed uh, voter, uh, voters to change their registration on Election Day uh, right at the right. polls. Yeah. That's right. Um, I, I think yeah. that's really good. It made things a little slower. And, uh, you know, part of the slowdown at the registration desk was people coming back and, you know, and, and now finally figuring out how the system is working and going, this is what I want to do as a voter. But, you know, I, some of this stuff will become, if we kept doing it, would become more routine and uh, it wouldn't be a surprise for everybody. Well, I don't know much about the, the rest of it, the tallying it. I, mm-hmm. I share Doug's misgivings and yours about that part of the process, and I think we should be focusing on that. I think we need better auditing of the, of the, the you know, of the election. Uh, it would be easier to do a human audit of these ballots than it was the old ones, just because they're much easier to read. Well, uh, that's true. We had uh, lousy hand-marked paper ballots before that were like the old uh, punch card systems, but with ink. Right. But, uh uh, but Larry, uh, do you have no concerns? My biggest concern, of course, with there's uh, a lot of concerns with these systems for me. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest central concerns here that I don't see possibly being overcome is the fact that a computer marked ballot after the election can never be known to reflect voters intent. Uh, in other words, we don't know if that's what they meant to select or not. We don't know if they bothered to verify their ballot, and we don't know if uh, even if they did verify it, if they verified it correctly. There's a recent University of Michigan study that found that more than 93% of voters, 93%, did not notice when the computer changed their uh, their their vote on their on the computer marked paper ballot. That seems a wild uh a wildly bad idea making this so vulnerable to attack after an election does that not concern you larry uh those michigan voters i think uh yeah i have a, I have great concern with them the, the <laughs> california voters that I, that i saw yeah. uh i i would say that is not the case i th- i would say for the first time I saw people intelligently considering what they had voted for because they saw it on the electronic ballot marking device, and then it printed onto a piece of paper, and seconds later, the same information they had seen on that device was on the piece of paper. And some people just said, oh, yeah, sure, and they let it go. But a lot of people spent time looking at that piece of paper, and some took out their, you know, their... uh, their cheat sheets right. and compared it to what they wanted to vote for before, and they had a very, very recent memory so, of what they had just so, seen uh, well, but in the so, same space. So you're suggesting those people in Michigan were just uh, dumb, even though they were told that they too should uh, well, I, uh, look at their I ballot? I don't know what their system no, I don't know what their system looks like. I don't know if they had seen it in the same way that you see it, uh, you know, here in California, because, you uh-huh. know, remember when we were doing it with the punch cards and stuff, the, the, the ballots were on several different pages, as they are for us as we're voting. But then mm-hmm. at the end of our process, you see all, just your choices in a list. 
And uh, that's that makes a lot more sense when they're just all organized like that, well, that rather than remembering page six versus page one. Fair enough. And I, I, I'm not arguing in favor of our old system at the polling place. I'm arguing more in favor of the hand-marked paper ballot system that we are now using for uh, vote by mail, which has all the names of all the candidates. You fill in a bubble easy peasy a piece of paper and that gets either scanned or hand counted and we can know it reflects the intent of the voter uh in my opinion but uh but i you know we have have one other thing brad we have the poll pass let me just mention this Uh you know uh and and not many people used it but it made things so much easier you know they they went to the registrar obviously for this poll pass uh i mean to to participate in this but they made their choices at home uh, thoughtfully, we we imagine they recorded them just as they would if they if they made a list on paper. And then they came in and they and they fed that into the machine, and then they got the same ballot that everybody else got. Uh, only it took them, you know, it took them about sixty seconds to go through the whole process. But they got the check to make sure that what was on their poll pass electronically was on that paper ballot. And I, I can only. Great- yeah, I can only hope that uh, they did so accurately. The problem is we can never know. But I hear you. Uh, guys, i got to get out here. Uh, Doug uh, and Larry, uh, I want to, A, thank you both for your service. And I can't mean that any more than I'm possibly saying it. I, You know, poll workers are the just the, the, the heart of our electoral system at this point when it comes to Election Day, and you guys work ridiculously long hours for ridiculously little pay. Doug, will you be doing it again in November after this last experience? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Larry, are you in for November? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of work. I, um, I know it is. I, 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 I'm an idealist, though, and I love the feeling of Election Day. I have to say yesterday was a very positive experience because there were people doing good things all around the room and feeling good about being, you know, being citizens in a democracy. That's, you know, that kind of civic experience is very different from a rally, and it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful experience. There you go. Things. I was going to ask if uh, you would both recommend other folks did it. Uh, actually, let me Absolutely. ask. Yeah? Yeah. Doug? Oh, yes. We, we need more people always. You you do indeed. Uh, We all do. Uh, Thank you guys uh, both very much. Uh, Larry Dilge, uh, who worked as an L.A. County election worker in uh, Van Nuys, and Doug, uh, also longtime L.A. County uh, election worker in Glendale. Thanks both for joining us today on the broadcast, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, we got to get out. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we're we late. Do. Thank you, Desi Doyen, our producer, and thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. It is always appreciated. It is always an honor. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. Our thanks to those of you who keep us up and running by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. We are 100% listener supported, so thank you for that. You can drop me email if you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com and I read everything. You can also find, follow and share what we do on the Twitters and the Facebooks at The Brad Blog. That's it, I think. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.